up, uh, Rebel Unique Tribe? This is episode 15, the one with Nick Toth, a special one for the ladies. Alright, bye. What is up, you crazy motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of Rebel Unique Podcast with yours truly and really, Ingrid Leckie. And today I have an epic guest on to speak to us about the beauty that is women's bodies. Now, this is a, a topic I have been passionate about and still am for quite some time. Um, it is all about loving our bodies and how we see our bodies and how we feed our bodies and what is actually underneath all of the choices we make for her, for our body, for our vessel that we live in. So today, Nick Toth, this woman, she is a woman's inside-out mind-body transformation coach. She is also a nutrition therapist, an NLP mindset coach, a fitness expert, a yoga teacher, and of course, a truth seeker. She is our kind of gal. Where diets have failed, she takes the guesswork and overwhelm out of it for you. She specializes in helping high-performing women over 40 finally lose the stubborn weight, reclaim their energy and confidence through her unique and proven holistic system. She breaks all the rules of the weight loss industry. Nick uses a combination of NLP mindset mastery, DNA-based nutrition, and unique gene-type exercises to uncover why traditional diets didn't work for you. And finally, she'll create the results you want by healing your body from the inside out. This is the approach, guys, the inside-out approach. She's actually better known as the Lean Body Coach. Nick has developed her own unique body blueprint system that helps women balance their hormones, reclaim their radiance and waistline, and finally achieve lasting mind-body transformation so that they can feel sexy in their skin. After struggling with her own health, eating disorder, and relationship to food, Nick now empowers women to reconnect with their bodies, fuel their soul, and make the right choices for their unique bodies. Her work has been featured in the Huffington Post, Daily Mail, Pop Sugar, Women's Health and Fitness Magazine, Cosmopolitan, and more. And you can learn more about Nick at www.theleanbodycoach.com. I will pop the link for that in the notes. But let's get into this conversation because this is something that, oh, it just it speaks my language and I can't wait for you to hear it. So without further ado, let's bring in Nick Toth. Alrighty, I have the amazing and radiant Nick Toth with me right now to talk about all you beautiful women and your amazing bodies. How are you, gorgeous? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm amazing. It's a lovely rainy day here today, so it's all cuddly and snuggly and inside weather. Same here. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's actually raining. It's been raining for the last couple of days and still carries on here in Thailand. <laughs> the beautiful island. Yes, exactly. The island life. All right, my love. So let's get let's get into it. Let's talk bodies. So there's oh there's so much that I've got a million different questions, but I won't ask them all. This is something that I'm also very passionate about um, and have spoken into in previous lives and some of the content that I've put out there, but this is your expertise. This is your genius zone, which is why I wanted to get you on here today. So it's really about, um, cause so many women 
look at their body at some point. I know I have, and I'm sure you have too. And thought, I want, I want to change. I'm unhappy with my body. I've let myself go. Um, you know, fill in the blank, however that applies. And the classic choice from there for most women is to diet or calorie count or use shakes, pills, do a juice cleanse or a fast or restrict, restrict, restrict. And all in the name of achieving that futuristic version of our dream body as women that we, that we long for. And your stance is that these choices like the diets and the pills and all the things are actually the symptom and not the problem and not the thing that women need to focus on. So tell me about that because I love it. Mm, great. So yes. So uh, the diet is not so much of the symptom. The weight is a symptom of an internal um, lack of alignment uh, is what I talk about. So, so the coaching that I do and, and the work that I do with women is a mind, body, mind, body, spirit approach to weight loss and, and well-being. And what we look at in that is obviously mindset is incredibly important. Probably 80% of any type of results that you're trying to get or 80% of the actual outcome, because whatever energy you bring into something is the kind of outcome that you're going to get, right? Yeah, bang on. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so also we start with the mindset and then we look at the body. So each and every woman and every you know person on this planet, we're all individuals. Our bodies are different. So saying that one diet is going to work for everybody is is just it's not a, not the reality. So we look at how we can optimize nutrition and exercise to suit the physical body of an individual. So we look at DNA testing and look at their hormones to to see what's actually going to work best for them. And then the third thing is we look at uh, the spirit, the connection. So humans, we are we thrive on connection. We when we feel connected to something is when we really can think can put things into motion. So a lot what I see with a lot of women is that there's a lack of connection that they're that they're you know they're not experiencing in their lives. That connection could be something um, related to connecting to spirit, like God, if you're religious, or it could be connection to other people, or it could be connection to yourself. Now, if one of those things or any of these things are missing, then you're going to find the next best thing that's going to make you feel connected, which the easiest thing that's most accessible is food for so many people. Because when you put something in your mouth, like if you're a piece of chocolate, you immediately feel connected, right? You immediately feel good and fuzzy inside and you feel good. So and people it's also, it's are- It's like a ritual too, food, isn't it? Like it's, a, mm. it's, it's connected to so many rituals and cultures in our life and all the yeah. experiences as well. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's kind of what we want to look at is why, what is the reason? Like excess weight is a symptom that something is out of alignment out of alignment on the physical level and out of alignment on the spiritual or soul level. Now, um, when you talk about the physical level, I always say to women that your physical body is an external representation of your internal state. So if you're in alignment in your life, in most areas, then making a good choice as to choosing a salad over burger and fries is not going to be an issue because you're just going to do it because you want to feel good. 
But when we have, when we don't have alignment inside, when we have fear, when we're taking actions from a place of fear, when we are not feeling worthy, when we're not feeling good in our bodies, then we tend to just make the choices that are going to give us immediate gratification versus thinking about the long-term goals. So when you speak about in alignment with our inner self, and obviously our physical body is a representation of that, how would you, what would you suggest? Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely sure there's a list of amazing things, but what would you suggest as a how-to of getting in alignment with our inner selves to reflect that physically? Great question. So in, in life, if you look at life as a pie chart, there are different areas of life that we can look at. So for example, we look at, um, we look at family, we look at finances, we look at career, um, look at relationship, uh, things like hobbies. So in these areas and health, of course, in these areas, if you look at every area on a pie chart as out of a 10, where are you at on that scale? So say, you know, you're doing really well in your career, you love your job, it's a nine out of 10, but your health is declining because you're just working all the time and not making time to exercise and eat well, then, you know, your health will be maybe a one or two. So we look at the, the whole chart as um, where, where is out of alignment, like what's out of alignment in your life? Because life is complete. It's made up of all these different areas. But usually, more often than not, one of these areas or more than one of these areas is kind of out, of out of balance. Many people are not fulfilled with their jobs. They're not, or they, have, they're not, they, have, they don't have a fulfilling relationship or they're suffering because they're not in the right relationship. So when women come to me and they, you know, carry excess weight, it's not just a physical weight, but it's almost like an emotional weight that we're talking about as well, because the physical weight is a representation of the emotional weight that they're carrying. Awesome. So what would you say then, I've got a couple of questions in there, but what would you then say to um, someone who has a lean body, but isn't necessarily in alignment? with all of their pie chart sections? It, it's the same, it's the same um, as for anybody really. Where in your life, look at where in your life you're out of alignment. And the pie chart is just one tool that I use to kind of, it's an easy tool for people to understand what area are they lacking in or not feeling really good about. But if you look at your everyday, what are you thinking about? What are your thoughts? Are they positive? Are they negative mostly? And if they're negative, what are you negative about? Is it about yourself? Is it about your relationship? Is it about your job? Is it about your lack of, you know, uh, purpose in life? Like, what is it that you're not feeling good about? And maybe what is it that you're doing every day that you're just doing for the sake of having to do it, not because it's actually in alignment with your values? Awesome. So everything that's like you were saying, the energy of everything, whether it's feeling stuckness in some point in your life, that's going to reflect energetically on how your body, how your body is physically, whether that's health, body fat, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's yeah. going to, it's going to impact your choices, right? So it's not necessarily going to directly impact as to how much body fat you 
store or not. Although we could argue about that too, because if mm-hmm. you're constantly stressed, even if it's a very low, minor, low level of low grade stress, let's say you're constantly worried about finances or you're constantly worried because you have an ill parent or an ill child, or you're constantly worried because you're not at the weight that you want to be. And you're constantly thinking about this extra weight that's stressing you out because you can't fit into your clothes. We call that like a a low level chronic stress. And that can actually increase stress hormone levels, cortisol levels, which in, as a result can actually change your biochemistry in a way that you're storing fat with, uh, versus burning fat. So even your thoughts can actually impact whether you're losing fat or gaining fat. Because if you're more, uh, you know, spending more time or you're more tolerant, not tolerant, but more um, leaning towards spending a lot of time in a sympathetic nervous system state, which is the stress state, then you're going to be storing fat, not burning fat. Can I just loop back around, gorgeous, to the diets and the, because you spoke about the, like you said, the choice between um, the beautiful, healthy, voluptuous salad versus the burger and Mm -hmm. the fries. It's an easy choice. Um, What about all the, like, yeah, like the diets, the pills and the shakes? Why do you think so many women choose those? I know it's part of the, like you said, it's, it's a quick fix, but why do you, why do you feel like so, so, because it's, it's, it's massive. It's a massive industry. It's mm. a 70 plus billion dollar industry. Why do you mm. feel like so many women choose that? I think because of control. I know that uh, a lot of women uh, that I worked with previously, they felt like they could only stick to something if it's in a program or in a structured program. And usually these shakes and pills they'll give you some sort of regimen, right? And when you feel out of control, what's the first thing that you want to do? You want to feel in control. So you're going to try to find some structure that you can use uh, as a tool for you to be controlled. The problem is it might work short term as long as you are under, you know, uh, under (laughs) not surveillance, but if you're under um, a care of maybe a coach or, uh, a group, a support group, or some form of, a, of, a, of an accountability uh, system. But as soon as that control is over, people go back to and revert to old habits. So I think one thing about that is that these, these shakes and these programs and these fitness challenges can offer structure. So that's one. And the second thing is we live in this you know, drive through fast paced instant gratification society where everyone just wants quick results. And of course, I'm generalizing here when I say everyone, but people just want quick fixes. They want quick results. They want something and they want it now. So they're not thinking about, I need to make sustainable changes that's going to last me for a lifetime. They think, how can I get out of this pain that I'm in right now? And by pain, I mean the excess five, 10, 15 kilos I'm carrying. I want to get out of pain now. I want results now. How can I get that now? And these, these programs and these, you know, supplement companies are offering those quick fix uh, solutions. Unfortunately, most of them don't work long-term, but that's a whole other story. So it's the, and I'm just going to break this down. So we putting it in a little nutshell. So it's essentially the deeper emotional um, the root of the cause, the emotions and the past traumas and stuff that we're holding that trigger the choices that we make 
that then in turn don't support our physical body. And then we look at our physical body and we feel disheartened about the way she looks. And then we turn to the quick fix, which then looks like the diets or the pills or the potions, etc. Mm-hmm. So with the going right down to the, like you, you speak about the root cause a lot in your amazing posts, what are some of the root causes for, for women to be able to recognize? Cause I know for myself for a long time, I was, I thought food was the answer. Like if I just control and change the food and I control and change my exercise, therefore have a physical effect, it's working. Whereas like you said, when I stopped doing that, um, I defaulted back to not that it was crappy eating, but my body actually defaulted back to um, holding more body fat because I hadn't actually addressed my root causes of what I was going through emotionally, spiritually, mentally, etc. So what, what in your findings and your coaching do you find some of those root causes show up as? So root causes for feeling that internal discomfort, there could be millions of things, right? Mm-hmm. But just, just a few, most of our, our conditioning, our core conditioning happens between age zero and seven when we're little kids, right? But many, but most of us don't have memories from those years because we're so little, we actually don't have memories of that. But all of that, like most of our conditioning is happening there. So our internal software is actually being built at that time. And for the rest of our lives, actually, those subconscious programmings are what control most of our actions in our lives moving forward. And then, of course, conditioning that happens later in your teens and your, you know, and your 20s and all throughout life but the core conditioning is really happening then so if some form of trauma happened back then say uh, abandonment or uh, it could have been abuse uh, physical or emotional abuse or uh, even just bullying or anything anything like that that could cause some form of trauma and that could lead to uh, a coping mechanism that becomes food because when you're in pain, whatever, whatever form of pain that is, again, physical, emotional, you would try to find a solution. You would try to find a way out. And food can mean that way because it makes you feel better in the moment. So, um, so that could be just you know, some of the few examples. But again, like it, could be, it could be just so many things. It really just depend on, depends on the individual. But I also see that as well for women who have been abused and been in, um, in even if we talk about sexual abuse, they, ha- they tend to carry that with them in a way that if they put on weight, they almost prevent themselves from being attractive and being um, desired so that it's a protective mechanism so that they don't get hurt again. Does that make sense? Yeah. So using the excess weight as a layer of protection uh, so they are not too attractive and they're not attracting a lot of attention so that they won't put themselves in a situation where they can be, um, you know, preyed on. So I do see that a lot as well. Mm. And that's not a conscious choice either, is it? It's a subconscious conditioning Absolutely. That, that comes in Absolutely. to protect a protection like it's a survival it's a survival mechanism to protect yeah. us and create a, a sense of armor i guess really exactly and because it's unconscious because it's not in your conscious awareness or in, in women's conscious awareness 
or I should say women, people, you know, because it could be men as well. Um, then if it's not in your conscious awareness, you can't fix it. You can't change it. And all you know is you have this compulsive urge to eat, but you don't know why. And if you don't know why, you can't address it. So, um, you know, in NLP, which is neuro linguistic programming that I studied, that really helps me work with the subconscious mind and helps reprogram that subconscious programming. Um, we say that um, until you make your unconscious conscious, it will direct the, the rest of your life. So this is a quote by Carl Jung, and it's really about until you actually address these underlying issues, these emotional and, 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 and I guess psychological issues, then you won't be able to fix whatever the problem is because you're not actually getting to the root. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So let's say we have, because all that's, that's amazing. And I'm sure it's, it's comes back to awareness, doesn't it? You can't, you don't, you can't change what you can't see. So unless you can see yeah. that's contributing to your habits and your choices and your way of thinking, then it's going to stay the same. And that's what you were talking about before with the default. Like it'll just go back to default. You'll be on the diet and it'll work while you're on it. But more often than not, when you stop it, you'll default back to those patterns of self-sabotage and, and, um, and self-hatred and loathing and, and back into protection mode for your, your body and the body fat comes back. So let's say we've got one of our beautiful listeners standing in front of the mirror and they're like, all right, so I'm looking at my body in the mirror and I'm looking at this fat and I'm grabbing at my belly and I'm jiggling my butt and my legs and I really want to change this. And I know now that listening to amazing Nick talk that it's not about um, choosing my foods. It's about going deeper than that. Where do they start? What's the first thing that they can do from that point? Mm, good. Okay, great question. So when I say it's not about the food, I mean, of course, what you're going to put in your mouth is going to determine the outcome of, course, of what you yeah. achieve, right? Because, you know, even if you, um, yeah, inherently, we all kind of know what not to eat, right? Or what to eat and what not to eat. So say mostly everybody knows that if you're eating McDonald's every day or if you're eating fries and, and burgers every day, you're probably not going to get a lean body, right? Not going to be slim. So in order to be slim, generally we kind of know to eat more vegetables, eat more lean protein, eat more, you know, fruit and vegetables and all that kind of stuff, right? Drink more water. It's pretty common sense, right? The question is why we don't do that. So yes, of course, fuel your body with wholesome food food that is, you know, um, whole foods. It's, it's just very simple. But um, looking at the body. So when people look in the mirror and they're not happy with what they see, they grab the body fat, they grab the jiggly thighs and the belly and the, the areas that we're not happy with. The problem is that most of them, or so many of them, are trying to make the changes from a place of fear. So say the place of fear or hatred, because I hate this body. I hate this fat. I hate this about myself. So therefore I need to change it. Now, in order for you to change your body, you need to let go of the have to, to change it. You need to let go of the need to change it. I'm going to repeat that again. If you want to change your body, you need to let go of the need to change it. So really, the first step you can do 
is start sending love to your body, love towards yourself and self-acceptance and self-love, unconditional self-love to start loving the body as it is right now. Because the sooner you can make peace with your body, the sooner you can accept that you are in this body, you can change this body, but your happiness cannot depend on the outcome that you achieve. You got to be happy in this body no matter what. And once you're happy, once you've accepted, accepted your body, once you're loving your body, you can make those changes from a place of love, but not from a place of fear. Because when you try to make the changes from a place of fear, when you try to take action from a place of fear, you will constantly have to rely on willpower. And it doesn't work because willpower is not an endless resource. So the changes that you want to make, you want to make them because you love your body, because you respect your body, because this is your temple, the only one that you're given for this lifetime, and you want to honor it, and you want to do the best thing possible for it. Then, if you're aligned with that goal, you will be able to start taking the steps necessary for you to move towards that. Oh, I just wanted to unmute myself so many times then and be like, preach, preach it, sister. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, 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 all of that. Um, and it's, and I can also speak from a personal point of view where I used to hate my body into punishing exercise mm. and hate my body into restriction of eating and hate my body into skipping meals. And it, it only, it doesn't work. And it's a terrible, terrible energetical space to be in. Um, and I also feel like having been, um, I used to really focus on self-love used to be my, my genius zone and focusing on that. I know it gets thrown around a lot too, where it's just, just love your body. You just have to love your body. And I, I get it because that's what I used to play in. But um, for people listening, what does that look like? Because it's so easy to say, just you just got to love yourself and love your body now. And I hear used to hear it all the time. Yeah, okay, but how? Like what is one tangible thing that our listeners can choose now to start doing that? Sure, great. So firstly, what does self-hate look like? So what do you say to yourself when you look in the mirror? What are the words that you use when you talk about yourself, when you talk about your body? Again, people are not aware of the words they say. And our words and our thoughts are commands for our body. So if you say to your body that I, you know, God, I hate this, I hate my stomach, or I hate my jiggly thighs, or I hate this, you know, inner, inner thigh fat, or whatever it is, then your body, then you're going to create this resistance, this negative energy in your body towards yourself, right? So you got to first get really, really clear on how you speak to your body. And write down, like I really recommend journaling. It's an amazing way to do this. Get a piece of paper, <clears throat> draw a line in the middle, and on the left side, write down the things that you say to yourself every day. Every time you look in the mirror and you pass by, what do you think about yourself? What do you say about yourself? Every time someone gives you a compliment, what do you say to that compliment? Do you actually take it or you like, or you play it down? Um, every time you, you, you know, you, you think about your body or you think about exercising, what are the thoughts? What are the beliefs? What are the things that you are saying? What is the story? So write down all that negative stuff on the left and then flip the page and look at the, on the right side, write down what would you rather believe? What would you rather say to yourself what would you rather feel like for example if your best friend or your girlfriend or your daughter said to yourself oh mom i hate myself or i look so ugly or i look so fat 
Like, would you let her get away with that? Would you allow herself to speak about herself that way? What would you say to her to, her to rephrase that in a positive light? So most of the things that we say to ourselves, we would never say that to someone that we love. We would never say that to our daughter or your, our sister or our mother or our best friend. We just wouldn't because we don't want to hurt them. So why is it okay to say that, say those things to ourselves? So I think it all starts with self, the self-love piece starts with how we think and speak about ourselves because your words are potent commands. Oh, I love that. Potent commands. Yes. And that really highlights that too, because I know also for myself, once I started speaking to myself differently, the choices were an organic byproduct of that. Once I started affirming myself and giving myself different commands internally, my choices to eat, move, all of the things just naturally shifted without me having to make them the sole focus. So I love that. That's awesome. For the beautiful women that are listening and they can recognize that something deeper within them actually exists, like a, a trauma that they've experienced in their childhood, and they can see that that's there and their choices and thoughts, et cetera, are being governed by that to some degree. And they really have that trauma being held energetically in their bodies. What would you say to them as, as a first step of action to take or to choose or to work with someone, et cetera, so they can create change? Yeah, get some help. Uh, let go of the mentality and the mindset that you can do it all on your own. And that you have to solve all of your problems on your own because that's not how we're wired. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for support and it's okay to, um, to, to get help from other people. Uh, get, if, it's, if it's really deep trauma, if it's really strong trauma, if it's anything that has to do with you know, sexual abuse, rape, anything that's a really deep trauma, work with a practitioner, either a coach or a counselor or an NLP practitioner or someone who can actually really work with you on that programming and, and at least um, and work with that trauma, someone who specializes in trauma. But again, like anything, trauma is, you know, is a big word. It could be little trauma and it could be huge trauma. So it really just depends on what your situation is. But whatever the issue is that you discover that might be holding you back, get some help from someone because it's not going to, most likely it's not going to go away in your, on its own. And I look at this life and health issues and body issues, they're actually almost, you can use them and you can look at them as tools and as opportunities to work through those traumas. Because if excess weight or illness or something that is out of alignment in your body is manifesting on a physical level, there's an emotional root cause to that. So you, by having this physical issue, get the opportunity and you get the warning sign from your body to fix the actual underlying issue. So take that as an opportunity to go a bit deeper into your being, into your spirit to figure out what is the emotional and, and, and spirit level issue, right? Yeah. As opposed to looking at your excess weight and your health problems and your illness as a curse and you know, feel sorry for yourself as to why am I the only one who's always putting on weight? Why am I the only one who's always sick? Why am I the only one out of all the people I know who can't resolve this work, this, you know, this weight issue? You can choose to be the victim 
or you can choose the opportunity to see this problem or this challenge as an opportunity to solve a bigger issue because there's always a bigger issue behind it. And again, that could be an emotional issue and that could be a physiological issue like hormonal imbalance. But really, I do believe that any physiological issue has some form of uh, emotional issue as a starting point. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? If you don't change anything, nothing changes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. If you continue doing the same thing over and over again and you expect a different result, that, you know, quote from Einstein, it's a definition of insanity. Mm-hmm. So you can continue doing that and you can spend a few more years doing that and you can spend a few more hundreds of thousands of thousand dollars on pills and supplements and things that will get you those so-called quick fixes, but they're not going to address the underlying root problem. Yep. So yep. don't waste money on that. <laughs> Instead, do the inner work, get help. And there's no shame in asking for help. There's no shame on you know paying for counseling or coaching it's it's the best investment you can make in your life because it's going to help you grow it's going to help expand your awareness and when you do that solving those little bits of problems like weight gain is not even a problem anymore because it's just naturally going to be the byproduct of you working on the bigger picture Perfect. Exactly. Exactly. And I just wanted to also highlight, um, finally, before we wrap up this powerful, potent conversation, um, you also speak a lot about in your work about listening to our bodies and trusting her wisdom. How, Mm. how do we do that? Well, it's connecting with, with our intuition and our kind of our gut feel, right? So, we're all kind of inherently have a feeling of intuition. Um, deep down, you kind of you, you can tune into your body on a deeper level to understand what is it that it's trying to tell you. So, if your body is giving you a headache, um, you're not you you don't just pop a Tylenol and ibuprofen and say, "Oh, I'm just going to make the headache go away." Well, what's causing the headache? Is it that you're not drinking enough water? Is it that there is another illness going on in the body? Is it that there is, you know, there's something else like you've eaten some, you know, you had too much caffeine or you, whatever it is, like you really want to look at what is the symptom and what's the, what could be the cause of that symptom? So you're not just looking at the symptom and trying to fix the symptom itself, but you're looking at what is alignment in the body. Um, and it's the same thing with weight, right? If you've got extra weight, it's not just because you've eaten too many calories, but there's probably something else, maybe an issue with your gut, um, you know, unhealthy digestion, liver problems, hormonal problems. So you really want to look at what is, what is the cause of that. Or period pain is a great example of that, right? If you've got period pain and you go to the doctor, the doctor most likely will prescribe you some um, contraceptive or a contraceptive pill to go and make the period pain go away. They're not going to say, oh, you probably have some form of, you know, gut issue or liver issue or hormonal balance because most doctors will just want to treat the symptom and, you know, want you to go away with (laughs) some form of prescription. So really it's about tuning in and understanding like what could be the, the reason here why my body is giving me this symptom versus just trying to fix the symptom. Yeah, and really asking questions too, like not just accepting the Band-Aid as the answer, yeah. actually going a little bit deeper and, and getting inquisitive about your, your beautiful body. 
Yes, I, the process that I actually do with my clients when I'm coaching them, and it's called communicating with symptoms. And it's looking at if you have a physical symptom in the body or some form of illness or something that you're not happy with, we really just, I take you into an almost hypnotic state and we ask your body, what is it trying to communicate to you? And when you get to this relaxed state and you access your subconscious mind, you can actually come up with some answers that you wouldn't have even known that were even inside you. But when you actually take some time to be, be still um, and be in a state of meditation or be in a state of uh, just stillness and quiet, you can come up with a lot of answers. But a lot of people are afraid to stop and pause and go into that inner space because they're just not used to it. They're not used to stillness. They're not used to uh, solitude. They're not used to quiet because when they're quiet, uncomfortable things can come up. But you got to face, you got to be willing to face those uncomfortable thoughts and uncomfortable things because that's where your goal is. That's where the solution is. So I highly recommend making time for stillness and making time for meditation and contemplation and asking your body in those meditative states as to what is actually going on, what's the deeper thing. Yeah, it's so powerful, isn't it? Just to pause and just get out of the busyness of life and just take that time to sit still and ask our body what she needs or what she needs to tell us or what's going on for me right now. It's really powerful. For me, it's been epic. I'm just, I love um, touching base and checking in with my, with my body and seeing what she needs. And it is, it is amazing what comes through. You're like, I could not have planned that. Yeah, you couldn't have met, I couldn't have, yeah. you know, you, you can sometimes intellectualize it. It's really, we're physical beings, like we're in this physical body for a reason, right? To so use it. Your body is incredibly intelligent. And it might be just as simple as you're locking yourself into your bedroom or in your toilet if you've got nowhere else to go right now. And you literally just take a few really deep breaths into your belly, place one hand on your hand, on your heart, and one hand on your belly, and just breathe and just tell your body, hey, you I'm safe. You're safe. You're okay. You're loved. What do you need right now? Mm. And the answers that you're going to come up with are going to be probably mind-blowing that you wouldn't have thought of and you couldn't have figured out unless you actually paused and did that. For any of you beautiful women listening and are still saying, where do I start? Start with that, especially the I am safe part, like just reassuring your body that you are safe. It is huge. It is really huge. It's it's so much. And and again, like listening to everything you've said today, gorgeous. It's for some people, it's <laughs> it's like it's so simple, and that's it. And like, yeah, it is. It is actually these simple little steps. But when you're doing them consistently, and you're breaking away from what you're used to doing, they work. Yes, and three, I think the three most powerful mantras that I would recommend for women listening is, I am safe. I am loved. I am enough Mm. because we, so many of us have this feeling of we're not good enough unless we are fill in the blank, you know, unless I'm skinny enough, unless I fit into these clothes, unless I'm, you know, making X amount of money, unless I have this job, unless I have this partner in life, you know? So really, how can you make sure that you are good enough for you no matter what? And when you have come to that place of unconditional acceptance and love, then you can naturally start moving towards whatever goals you have 
whether it's physical or in life or any goal. But you've got to remind yourself that you are enough. You're not, you don't need to do anything more. You don't need to be anything more. You are perfect as you are right now, or at least you are in a perfect place on a perfect path. And that's enough. And you, from that place, you can start making changes, whatever kind of changes you want from a place of love and enoughness. Oh, oh, goosebumps. That's awesome. <laughs> love it. All right, my darling woman, that's been, oh, so much goodness in there. It's just jam-packed. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. It's really great to chat with you. Oh, it was amazing. And I just want to finish off with um, my five quick-fire questions to bring the focus back to your beautiful self a little bit. So mm-hmm. here's number one. What's next for Nick? What's on your plans, futures, creation, juiciness? What's next for Nick? I'm so glad you asked because I'm about to start my podcast as well because I'm really inspired to share this information with people when I feel that a podcast is such an amazing way to really communicate all of this. Um, People can listen to it on the go, on the way to work, on the way to whatever, at the gym. And uh, I'm really excited to launch my podcast in the next month or two. So watch this space. Watch this space. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I can't wait for that. Okay. Next question. What makes you rebelliously unique? Hmm. Rebelliously unique. Well, I'm kind of a, a bit of a trailblazer. (laughs) I'm, I, I just go for believe in. And I don't really care whether people like it or not. And that was a massive journey for me because I used to think so much about like, oh, if I, unless people, everyone likes me, like I'm not good enough and everyone has to like me. And the message I put out has to be accepted by everyone. Otherwise, there was so much fear of being judged. And now it's like, you know what? This is what I believe in. This is what I've seen in my six years of practice. This is what works for people. And whoever that resonates with will follow. And the people that it doesn't resonate with will just go away. And that's fine with me. So I think my approach and what I do is very unique because it's mind, body, spirit. It's, it's not just the physical body. It's not just the fluffy mindset stuff. And it's not just the spiritual stuff. It's integration of all from my personal experience and from my client's experience. And I don't know many other people who do that. So um, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it does. Because what you're doing, it's done with conviction. Like you said, it's given with, it, it's delivered with less fucks essentially where it's, because it doesn't matter what we do. We always have someone who doesn't like us or we get judged. So yeah. Yeah. That's I cool. love that saying that you can be the juiciest peach in the world. If someone Ooh. likes yours, they're not going to like you. Oh, I like it. <laughs> The juiciest peach in the world. I'm really stealing that one. Number three, what permission slip would you love to give to the women out there today? Oh, just accepting that they're enough. Mm. My God. If we could all just believe that we're enough, then we wouldn't try to be, try so hard to be something else. Uh, I had a coaching session with a client yesterday who did amazing on my program for the last three months of coaching. And she lost all the weight she wanted. She felt amazing. And in the last two weeks, something happened. She kind of fell off track and she put on two kilos and she was devastated. She was just like crying for like 
20 minutes on the phone. And I was just like, look, like you are identifying so much with your physical body still. This is your opportunity to get away from that, to move away from that. You are enough, even if you're not in the perfect shape that you think that you need to be. You are enough. You're perfect as you are. If you accept that, if you can love that, then trust me, your weight will come back to balance in a couple of days. Like it's actually, you know, you didn't actually put on those two, two kilos. It's just something that's gonna shake you right now to bring you awareness to the problem that you're still not fully accepting yourself. So just accepting that you're enough. And from that, there are no problems. There are no, you know, challenges that you can't solve. I love that. And imagine, imagine a world of women that just accepted they were enough. I mean, we'd be out of business. Yeah. But. <laughs> no, no, we wouldn't because there would still be abundance of people yeah. and there would still be abundance of other things. Of you know, course. there is you know, we're still here to inspire people. And there is always another level where we can take our awareness, our spirituality, our love and our connection to ourselves, to the things around us and the connection to the source. So there's always an abundance amount of uh, resources available to us. So true. So, so true. Number four, my love, what impact would you love to leave on this planet? What's your legacy? Well, my impact in my legacy is if, if I can, you know, influence all these hundreds of thousands and millions of women around the world to come to a place of acceptance and self-love and physical and spiritual alignment with their bodies, then I've done my job. <laughs> imagine making the diet industry go bust. I always imagine that. I'm like, imagine if the diet industry just went bust. And was it all those millions of dollars and instead that was invested in something much more beneficial to, to women? Mm -hmm. that, would be, that would be amazing. Yeah. Wouldn't it? It would be incredible. Sure. It would be incredible. Not buying into the products from our not enoughness. Last question, mm -hmm. you beautiful creature. What is one action or thing that our listeners can do to support you today? Oh, well, um, they can support me by supporting themselves and showing up for themselves and maybe doing a little bit more reading, watching some of my videos. If this message resonated with you, I invite you to go to the leanbodycoach.com, check out some of my blogs, my content. My new website is launching in about a week or two, so it'd be much prettier than the one I have now. And hopefully that content resonates with you. My trainings, I got free trainings on my, um, on my website. I've got resources, I've got audios, I've got videos, I've got blogs. So do yourself a favor and actually start taking steps towards improving yourself and expanding yourself and expanding your awareness and find yourself that you resonate with. Like if my message doesn't resonate with you, that's totally fine. That's totally cool. Find someone whose message does and follow them and really just get on board with, um, you know, doing that inner work on yourself first, because you can do yourself the biggest favor by doing that. Doing the work on yourself, impacting, is going to impact the people around you too. So when you are the best version of yourself, when you're the healthiest version of yourself, you can give so much more to the people around you. A lot of the times people think that, 
self-care and spending money or time on themselves is selfish. But in fact, it's actually the opposite. It's selfish if you don't take time out for yourself. The most selfless act is actually investing in yourself and investing in taking time out for yourself, investing in educating yourself and being coached by other people. Because when your cup is full, you can pour so much more for everyone else around you. But when your cup is empty, you're no use to anyone else either. So much juicier when your cup's full. So much juicier. It's that, it's that mm-hmm. juicy peach analogy. Yeah. And I will also add your website link and your Instagram page, my love, into the notes so everybody can, can get straight onto that and, and go and follow you and listen to all your beautiful offers and, and messages and posts, etc. Amazing. I will have that in there ready for the peeps. Thank you. I look forward to connecting with your tribe and anyone that needs help, please reach out, send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to hear what you're struggling with. You know, what are you working through right now? And, um, and hopefully I can help you move towards your goals. Amazing. And I can, I can totally vouch for that because I've been following this beautiful creature for years and everything she puts out is jam packed full of value and empowerment. And it's really there to support all of you amazing women in supporting yourselves. So absolutely jump on that. (laughs) Thank you for that. All right, my darling, it has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Have an amazing day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you. You too. Speak soon. Thanks, Nick. Hey. Hey, it's Matt Talks here, guys. Um, thanks for listening to this episode. It's so awesome. Um, make sure you give Mum five awesome stars if you think it's awesome. Peace out, guys. <laughs>